Welcome back to the FromTheApron.com podcast. If you've been tuning in to our previous episodes, you may have found yourself inspired to explore community theater near you. You may have noticed an abundance of junior productions happening at various theaters this time of year, leaving you curious about what they entail. Whether you have aspiring young performers in your family or simply enjoy attending theater with kids, this episode is for you. So whether you have kids or not, let's discover what these programs are all about and how you can get involved or support your community. Helping us do that today is Devin Masai, show director at East Brunswick Children's Theater program in East Brunswick, New Jersey. We explore Devin's role and her personal connection to the program as she was once a camper there herself. Discover the exciting theater day camps they have planned for parents and children attending. We also highlight the fantastic children's camps available at Villagers Theater in Somerset, New Jersey. Plus, get a sneak peek into the upcoming season at Villagers Theater, featuring a stellar lineup of productions. Join us for an engaging conversation about theater opportunities for young performers and the vibrant theater scene in East Brunswick and Somerset. Hello, theater enthusiasts. Thanks for joining us again from the Apron.com podcast. Today we have with us Devin Messiah. Uh, she is the producer of Emerging Artists at Villagers Theater, along with, uh, I think, a counselor at um, East Brunswick Park Summer Theater Camp. Both of those are in or near Somerset, New Jersey. And uh, the, the main reason I want, I want to talk to you today, Devin, was about junior theater. Let, let's start by talking about the East Brunswick Park Theater Camp and your involvement there. Sure. So um, it's the East Brunswick Children's Summer Theater Program. Um, it's been around for quite some time. It used to be run by Elliot Tobinslog. Um, back in the day. And um, there's been a couple of other directors that's taken over over the time. Um, I actually went there as a camper uh, for like 12 years. And then I took a little break from uh, East Brunswick Summer Theater. And then I actually now run the camp. Um, So I'm the show director there in the summertime. Um, So we have children aged first grade through 10th grade. And then you can start being a counselor come 11th grade. And we do three junior productions a summer. So we have two weeks to put on a junior production with a full staff. Um, I think this summer we have 11 staff members um, and we have over 75 kids coming to each session. It's going to be crazy. I saw that. So you're, you, parents can put their kids in the full session, which is three sets of, of two-week intervals, it looks like. and But within each two-week interval at a day camp... So half a day, half a day day camp, um, in two weeks, th- these kids put together a full production, singing, dancing, lines, choreography, costumes, everything? Yeah, we do it all. It's pretty remarkable. Um, we couldn't do it without one another. Um, we kind of break up the schedule with rotations, um, different ages doing different parts in the show. Um, we kind of get creative with casting. We keep everybody in like their... The, the roles as we're in, but we kind of like add in a fuller ensemble for most of the shows, um, just obviously because we have to with all the children that we have. But we really try to make sure everybody has like a featured moment um, throughout the summer, especially if they're with us the entire time. Um, we like to see their their sh- growth as performers as well. Um, so we like to see that. Um, but yeah, we do it all from sets to costumes, to choreography, to singing and dancing and doing all that. <laughs> That's incredible. And then where do they, uh, they have one performance per camp, it looks like. And then where do they actually perform? Do they par- perform in some amphitheater at the park or uh, a real sure. theater Sure, so we, 
yeah, so we actually perform all of our shows at Playhouse 22 in East Brunswick, which is where our camp is located as well. So we use all the different spaces that they have there, um, like the larger community arts room, we're in the physical stage. Sometimes we bring the kids outside to the amphitheater, um, or we just find a spot in the grass. Um, so we, we get creative with our locations, but our actual performances are also right where we have camp at Playhouse 22. I went to a summer camp, theater camp, when I was a teenager 30-some years ago. And it was in Carmel, California. And we had to, um, uh, it was like at a high school. It was at uh, Carmel High School, I believe. And during during the summertime, so there's no regular uh, high school stuff going on there. But we had classes throughout the day. I think they broke us up high school, middle school, elementary. And then on a given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we would have a schedule. Oh, you show up and you go to acting class. And then after that, you go to singing class. And after that, you go to dance class. Uh, maybe after that you go to improv class and then maybe one day you didn't have any acting class at all because they were auditioning people in your age group and then maybe the next day you didn't have any uh, dance class because they were auditioning dance roles in that uh, in that age group and so on and then as the summer went on they you would be in acting class let's say and two or three kids would get would get plucked out of class because they'd have to go rehearse their scene for the production and that's that's kind of how it operated. We would bring our own lunches, and we did. I did two years there, and I was I was in high school, I think, at maybe ninth, tenth grade, and we did a Wizard of Oz, and we also did uh, The King and I, both productions that can accommodate a large cast, right? Like Wizard of Oz, you could have unlimited uh, Munchkins. Same thing with The King and I, you could have unlimited uh, members of the King's Court. And the first year, I was uh, it was. The Wizard of Oz, I was just a munchkin. I think I was also a tree in one scene, but I loved that camp. And then I'm not a singer or dancer. I can sing in the background, but I'm not a star when it comes to singing. Um, and then the next year, I think I was um, one of the one of the king's subjects and also uh, the main female character. She has, there's one scene where an ex-boyfriend of hers, I think, comes to visit her from England. I was, I was him, Sir Edmund Drake, I believe was the character's name. But I loved that camp was my whole point. And uh, I think this is fantastic. And I hope these kids love it too. And is your camp, is it, does it have any of those similarities, like the various classes throughout the day? So we, unfortunately, I wish we were a full day camp so that we would be able to like workshop more like educational classes. But I do think we do a very good job in the short amount of time that we see our kids every day from nine to one, um, kind of embedding educational aspects of theater throughout like just the rehearsal process alone. Um, so I, I, I'd say we, we I, I'd pat ourselves on the back for that, for what we can accomplish in the short amount of time that we see our kids. But obviously the end, at the end of the day, our main goal is to make sure the production itself comes to life. Um, but like whether it's just simple stage directions or like make sure we're cheating out towards the audience, projecting your voice. Um, we play improv games throughout the day if there's any downtime. So I think we kind of hit on some of those like very basic introductory, like theatrical things that you would learn in a class. Um, but of course there's always room to grow and hopefully in the future we can extend to a full day where we can look at things like that. And then your productions throughout this season are Into the Woods Jr., Frozen Junior and Legally Blonde Junior. On and the first one kicks off June 29th, just a couple days away, and uh, the next session July 14th, and the following session July 28th. When it does come to showtime, 
who comes to these shows? Is it just parents and friends or are people wandering off the street to see the shows? Sure. I feel like it's a mix of both. Um, we actually do three productions in one day. Um, so our Thursday's uh, second week of the session, um, we have a camp performance at 10 a.m. So the local camps and the rec camps in East Brunswick come to the show. And then we do another performance at around, I think it's noon um, for parents and families. And then we do an evening performance at 7 p.m. So we send all the kids home after doing two shows in the morning. They go take a little break and then they come on back for a final little evening performance. Um, and it's packed houses. We have all these children. The theater seats around, I think, 200 people. And it's just it's packed of parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, anyone who wants to come can. Um, but it's always so fun to see all their families come and support them. That's great. So all that hard work pays off. They get to do three performances of it in, in front of a packed house, too, uh, in front of 600 people. That's uh, that's really great. So I also saw on the website, you have a little little caveat there, which, which is important, right? Uh, it says, this program is for those children genuinely interested in performing on the stage. Uh, you, don't, you don't want people that are just looking for, like, somebody to pawn their kid off on uh, for, for a couple weeks, right? Like, right. what, what, do you have any other qualifiers? I know when I did my theater camp, when I was in high school, we had to audition to get into the camp. Right. So it's, it's open to the public. Um, now granted there have been summers where we have children who make it very clear they want nothing to do with theater and their parents kind of threw them into the camp. Um, but we actually kind of take those kids under our wing and, and get creative with, what we want to do with them. We show them what making a set is like. We show them what a stage manager is like. So we kind of incorporate them behind the scenes if they're like very, very adamant about not performing. Um, but my favorite, favorite children are ones who are like, I don't want to solo. Please don't put me in the front of the stage. But then by the end of the summer, they're like, please give me a solo. I, I love this so much. And just like in a short six weeks, just them coming out of their show um, is I think the most magnificent feeling in the world tell me more about these productions into the woods froze i guess i'm probably most of these i'm probably most familiar with frozen as a as a whole story so what am i to expect from frozen junior versus frozen sure so um the junior productions sort of take the main main plot points of the story and kind of strip it down um, with language for children. So like the big songs that you know from the shows, they it's probably more like two verses and two choruses instead of like this long, elaborate four and a half minute song. Um, so I think they really cater to younger children's language and appropriateness. Um, so like something like, I know we're talking about Frozen, but something like Legally Blonde, the full production of that is, I don't want to say inappropriate, but there's definitely more mature um, things that happen in the show, like between Professor Callahan and Elle, um, or just like, um, there's a whole song at the end of the show called Gay or European. So that, sh that song just not even in the show at all, um, for the junior production. So just the ma more mature themes or scenes that are happening in the full length productions, um, are kind of stripped down for the junior shows. And what's the average running time of the full, of the junior production? Most of them run about 60 minutes, so about an hour, um, but some of the newer ones are about an hour 15. I also see that you're a producer of emerging artists at Villagers Theater. That's in, in Somerset, New Jersey. That's kind of located right between New York City and Philadelphia, right? So yeah. I tell people all the time, if you're an hour and a half away from a community theater, go see a show there. There's no, there's no one that says, there's no community theater near enough of me. I drive an hour and a half. That's my limit. Hour and a half, 
I drive to go see community theater. I don't have to drive that far, but I will. I will drive that far. <laughs> I'd say you're better than show. most. You've done quite a bit there. Also, it seems with junior productions, are those day camps as well? I see you have one coming up that's Descendants the Musical, but that's that's in December. That's not a camp, right? Yeah, so that is our um, miniature musical makers. We have like several children's programs at Villagers, so I can talk about all of them, um, which would be good, uh, I guess, to talk about the differences between them. Um, but we do have a summer camp. We are doing Mean Girls Junior and Shrek Junior. We have two other individuals who run that camp along with uh, like series of counselors that work on that. So similar to the East Brunswick camp, they do junior versions as well, except they do a full day camp and they do three week sessions. So instead of the two week sessions, they have three weeks to put on the production and it's a full day camp. So they kind of incorporate other like arts and crafts activities. They do like sports and team Olympics. They do slime time and just different other activities to fill out the rest of their day. Um, so that is our summer camp at Villagers. We also have Miniature Musical Makers, which is our Saturday program. So we have children ages second grade through eighth grade for Miniature Musical Makers. So for Miniature Musical Makers, um, we have children aged second grade through eighth grade, and we're doing a production of Descendants. So the kids come to us from 9.30 to 3 p.m. every Saturday. Um, so it's myself as the director, I have a music director, a choreographer, and then two production assistants. Um, and then we have high school volunteers. So I guess like sort of an internship. Um, so we all work together similar to all the other productions that you're trying to create a performance. Um, we get ready and have rehearsals all day for Descendants. Um, so that is our miniature musical makers program. So that is tuition based um, and every Saturday, like I mentioned. Do you want me to keep going about other programs that we have or? Sure. Let me just jump in for one second real quick, though. So you are you're the overall director at East Brunswick Day Camp Theater Camp. Uh, and then you have some involvement. I'm sorry. You're the you're the producer of Emerging Artists at Villagers Theater. Um, yes. But you're, you're not you're not directly involved with the summer day camp at Villagers, correct? That is correct. Yeah, I okay. oversee okay. Like, registration and stuff for that, but I don't. I'm not there for the camp day. You're you're not a counselor there. Okay, you're not you're not there on a day to day while the kids are there. So sure. my question to you then is, are, do these two the summer camps at Villagers and the summer camp at East Brunswick are they are they competing? Like, are they the same time? Is what I mean. So they you are the same time. In, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the way it works is uh, we, we do have some kids that actually go to both camps. So we have people wow. sign up for East Brunswick's for two sessions, let's say, and then they'll dip on over to villagers and do like just one of the sessions or they'll do one session with us and one session with villagers. Um, but villagers camp kind of has its the kids who do our programs throughout the school year mostly end up at the villagers camp. Um and then I used to teach in East Brunswick. So that's like, that was my ties to East Brunswick camp. And I grew up there and that is like, I used to go to that camp. So now it's really cool that I run that camp. So my ties are also in East Brunswick. So I, I get to double dip a teeny bit. <laughs> so we'll say, I'll, I'll put on our website from the apron.com. I'll put in our show notes, links to East Brunswick, the, the page there for the theater camp, because sure. if you go to just their homepage, it's, it's kind of difficult to dig through and find it. I'll put a link directly to the the summer camp page. I'll also put a link to villager summer camp information. And parents, 
Look at your schedule. See which one works for you. Maybe you can figure out how to do both. If not, do the one closest to your house. They're both equally good, right? They're both equally great. <laughs> okay, that's great. Uh, so I see also you started to talk about um, the other children's programs that you have there. And uh, you, you let me interject. It looks like you have uh, also Teensville and Teens Ensemble. Yes. So we have our teen ensemble, um, which we started a little bit before COVID, and then we took a pause during COVID, um, but we're bringing it back for this upcoming season. It runs simultaneously with our Miniature Musical Makers program on Saturdays. They just come in a little bit later um, in during the day. So that program's from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. We give them a little bit less rehearsal time just because they're teens. Um, This is ninth through 12th grade, and we only run our teen ensemble in the fall because most of them have their high school shows happening in the spring and we don't want to conflict with that. At Villagers, we always support the kids doing their school theater and we come second second base to that um, just because we think more experience in their schools and everything is better for their school community. Um, so they're doing pe- rights pending. We're still waiting to hear back um, Adam's family, but um, if we don't get the rights for that, then we will be looking into other productions to do with them do you know the reason there for rights pending i would think you would just like say i want to do this show and you would pay the fee and you would get the rights you'd think it would be that easy but if there's like a national tour coming through or like they're filming the movie version of it or just we're so close to the state theater we're so close to paper mill playhouse so we get we're like sol with that (laughs) yeah so teensville is 13 through 19 year olds. And this is our summer program for our teens. So this is the audition for the production. This summer we're doing Carrie the musical. So based on the Stephen King novel, it's very, very interesting show. Uh, (laughs) So this is uh, teens age 13 to 19. They have rehearsals probably like three times a week in the evenings. Um, So this runs just like a regular main stage show. We just have rehearsals. They come in, they learn, um, they work very ensemble based um, with an awesome production team. And then that goes up the last weekend in July and the first weekend in August. I think you've kind of, in a roundabout way, answered my big question. And in a roundabout way, because I didn't ask my big question directly. But my big question is, I keep browsing community theater websites across the country. And I keep seeing Shrek Jr., um, Annie Jr., Legally Blonde Jr., and so on. You get the idea now. And I, I sit here, and as as an adult, without small kids, I ask myself, why Why would I want to go see this show? I don't, I don't want to go see this show. What Or even, what is this show? Like, Why would you do Annie Jr. when you could just do Annie? I don't understand. I'm, I'm seeing them at theaters that I didn't think were children's theaters. Like, yeah, children's theaters. And I, th- I think I understand now is that these are mostly coupled with camps or youth activities, youth programs at theaters. And it's not only youth in the productions, but it's also that the productions are meant for uh, the, the parents of those kids. And probably grownups can bring their kids to come see the show. And maybe even why, why would an adult without any kids want to go see the show? Me and my wife, we could go see the show because if it's at a theater near me, because it supports community theater, right? And that's what I want people to do. I want people to support community theater. So it support going to see the show would support community theater overall by encouraging the young children, the children, the teens, whatever, in these productions 
that work so hard and want to continue doing something like this. We can foster this attitude in them. If I if I sum that up about right. I uh, yeah, I think that was like such a great way to say that too. Um, I also want to point out the junior productions um, have to be 18 and under. So you can't have anybody above 18 in the productions itself. So that also, I guess, like negates adults from like being in the shows. They have something called TYA performances, which is theater for young audiences. And those shows are granted. So like uh, next year at Builders, we're doing Willy Wonka TYA. So that show is granted. We're allowed to have adults and children in the show because it's like theater for young audiences. So that like is the difference between like a TYA show and then a junior production. Um, But similarly to what you were saying, right, we want to foster the environment for these kids to want to continue to grow and dream big and live their lives the way they can or just find like a little home in a community theater where you can be yourself. Um, And I I love the junior versions because I think they're a great stepping stone for kids who want to pursue this because in high school, you're not doing a junior production. So if you grow up doing a bunch of junior productions, you're like ready for the stamina to like step into a full production. Because it's like a very good, I think, like introduction to theater and what being in a musical or production is like. At Villagers Theater, I see you have a huge lineup. And you have a huge lineup because you have all these different programs. You have different spaces even, it seems. You have main stage. You have black box. And then you have your three kids programs, which are a Teensville Teen Ensemble and uh, the musical musical miniature musical makers and i'm gonna list kind of your whole season here i'm gonna call it a season not saying which is which because i like that about the villagers website is that they didn't put them in here they don't have a section for black box and a section for main stage and then oh this subsection over here for the teen stuff and then this subsection over here for the kids stuff just all listed together it does indicate which is which but they're all listed together and i'm gonna do the same here you have carry sweat lend me a tenor the Little Mermaid, Descendants the Musical, The Addams Family, Frozen Junior, Ride the Cyclone the Musical, Twelfth Night, Willy Wonka, Arsenic and Old Lace, Guard Bitches, and Spamalot. So I've heard a few of those, and uh, I've, I've seen a couple of those. You can't go wrong with Agatha Christie. And for our listeners, uh, every episode so far, uh, Ken, Ludwig, Ken Ludwig has come up. And uh, if you missed it there, uh, Lend Me a Tenor is a Ken Ludwig play. I'm going to stop pointing it out to you guys, and you're just going to have to like find it like Where's Waldo, but I think every episode is going to have a Ken Ludwig reference. Um, so what do we want to tell people about Villagers Theater as a whole? We are a very tight group of humans who really um, like to encourage the sense of community, our like, I guess like tagline is it takes a village. Um, we like to include and, and incorporate um, as many people as possible and invite all new faces into the building at all times, um, which is why I think we spend the most time on our programming and, and trying to see what people in the community we can bring in that are new, what people we can bring in that are, are old. And um, we do our best with trying to make sure we, we have something for everybody throughout our season. Um, so like you just mentioned our whole season, we have our main stage, we do five shows a year, we have a black box series, we have a new playwrights work, uh, series as well, along with all of our fantastic children's programming. So I really think anyone who comes into our doors, you find a sense of community and part, you get to be a part of our village when you join us in our season. (laughs) 
All right, thank you very much. So let's sum things up here a little bit. Uh, back to East Brunswick. Let's talk about how people can get involved there, right? They can take their kids, they can enroll their kids in one of these sessions at the camp or the full season. Uh, it's right around the corner. And again, the show notes will be there. Uh, anything else, else about that you want to say? No, I think the best way to get involved is to either just sign your kid up and see if they love it um, or come and check out our shows this summer and once again, see if they enjoy it or they get the bite and be like, mommy, daddy, or whoever's at home, I really want to try this out. Um, so that I think would be my best suggestion. Just come out and see the shows. If if for some reason, yeah, you can't talk your kid into it. Maybe they're a little stage, stage shy. You could take them to the show. Tickets are cheap, four bucks, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take them to the show. Let them see the show. Like, hey, did you know you can do that next summer? Look, what? Um, and then uh, Villagers Theater. Uh, how do... How do people get involved with that either volunteer opportunities or kids or whatever any ideas you got yeah we're always looking for volunteers we love help we love inviting new people in like i said um the best way to get involved would be to check out our website um there's the contact us or the volunteer form that you could fill out and it's actually really cool you can click on all different jobs that you might be interested in and it lets us know if you have experience in that job already or if it's something that you want to learn and get to know we have training sessions that happen and we'll train you on things if you want to learn how to do something okay that's cool so you actually have uh, like scheduled formal training sessions like someone says i want to learn set building there's like one day of the year or two days a year that you'll get people together and say this is our train our yeah, set I building session here. I- I can't sit here and be like it's already planned but we okay. <laughs> if we have like a group of people that um are interested in a job, we'll definitely make time to teach them what to do and how to do it. Okay. So yeah. That's what I've rolling, heard. Rolling basis. <laughs> that's what I've heard with most theaters. Yeah. Most, most theaters are willing to train you to do anything. Uh, everyone's uh, volunteer light. It seems these days, yes. but get out there, volunteer, see a show, enroll your kids in summer camp, uh, get involved in local community theater any way you can. Thank you so much for joining me today, Devin. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's this week's call to action time. First, how you can support community theater. If you're in the Jersey areas mentioned, visit fromtheapron.com for convenient links to all the children's theater camps and performances we've discussed today. Don't miss out on the opportunity to enroll your children or attend a production, even if you don't have kids of your own. Second, help this podcast support community theater by subscribing and sharing with a friend.